Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mindfulness with Art podcast. I'm my name is Art, and I'm here to talk to you about some mindfulness. I'm really excited to be here with you. Seriously, um, doing these podcasts has been just so rewarding for me, and I'm just thrilled that there's people out there listening to them. And I'm just honored to be here with you, and um, and just really grateful for everything that's involved with this. So, so thank you very much for listening, and um, and yeah, and so I'm I'm gonna do another one today. Let's get going. Um, so today. Today I'm going to talk about awareness. Now I know I've covered this in various forms uh, before, um, you know, on this podcast, but but it's a really really important uh, aspect of mindfulness, and so it's worth it's worth getting into again. Um, you know, as you know, uh, you know, awareness is literally it's 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 part of most people's definition of mindfulness. You know, as you know, I've gone through you with you um, several different definitions of mindfulness. I usually use the most wordy one uh, because it's the most expansive and, and comprehensive one, uh, and that comes from John Kabat-Zinn, uh, which is to pay attention uh, on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Okay, so so when we're paying attention, we're 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 focusing on on one area of our awareness, right? And so so the other definitions um, that I use are also loving awareness comes from Jack Cornfield, um, and also moment-to-moment non-judging awareness. So those are like the more basic forms of the definitions. But as you can tell those actually weave the word awareness right in there and so so that's how important awareness is to what we're talking about okay um now most of us we live in what I call a tunnel awareness, okay, which is, you know, just like tunnel vision. It's like where you can't see your periphery, right? Like you're, you, you know, you're, you know, when people have tunnel vision, they, they literally, their, their eyesight is restricted to circles right in front of them, right? Like, like as though you're looking through a binocular, right? And so the same thing can be looked at with our awareness, right? Now this comes from, um, you know, the 24-hour news cycle, uh, the, the multiple social media accounts that we have, um, you know, several forms of advertising that is constantly attacking us from everywhere we we go everywhere we look you know we're constantly exposed to advertising which is which is geared to to you know taking over our awareness and 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 hijacking our attention right and then also um you know just the way that we have our our sort of very convenient lifestyle now you know with with uh you know amazon delivering anything you want the next day you know um or two days with you don't even have to pay for it (laughs) you know, um, or, or like, you know, like calling, you know, you can go log on to, uh, to Amazon as well and have them do your, your grocery shopping for you. And it shows up in an hour for, at your door, you know? And so, so these things have all sort of, um, contributed to, to this sense of tunnel awareness that I talk about now. Um, you know, and, and it causes a lot of problems, you know, and the problems that it causes are, are, are many fold, but I'm going to talk about one specific one, uh, in this podcast. Now, one of the people that I've learned a lot from in my journey and uh, one of the people who I talk about a lot is this wonderful doctor, author, uh, psychologist, just great dude uh, named Dan Siegel. Pardon me, I'm enjoying a cup of tea before it gets too cold on here. Um, so, so Dan Siegel has this um, this great example, okay, that he says, picture your, um, your awareness as a, an espresso cup filled with water, okay? Now, we all know how small an espresso cup is, and, um, you know, so picture that little espresso cup filled with water is your, uh, your awareness, okay? And, um, and now picture a tablespoon of salt being dumped into that espresso cup filled with water. 
at that point, the water immediately come, becomes undrinkable, right? It's just literally like yuck, you know, it's salt water. It's like out of the ocean, right? However, if we could take, instead of an espresso cup, if we could expand that volume of water to, to say, several gallons. Now, <laughs> I, I start to use the, the example of a bathtub, but, but at the end of this, I'm going to say drinking. And I have two young kids, and the idea of drinking bath water is just super gross to me. So, so let's just picture it's a big tank full of water that's about the size of a bathtub, okay? And so, so when you take that, that water and you create a, a, a vast tank, like, say, say 100 gallons of water, right? It, it, you know, and you dump that same tablespoon of salt into it, you know, what happens? You don't even notice it, right? You could draw a cup from, of water from that water, from that tank, and you could drink it and wouldn't even know that there was any salt added to it, right? Like that's literally how diluted that salt will become, right? Now, it's the same water and it's the same salt. The only thing that we've done is we changed the ratio of the two. And we've done that specifically by expanding the ratio side, the water side of the ratio, as opposed to, you know, eliminating the salt side of the ratio, right? Um, because we can't ever, so, so anyway, so, so, so what we can use that metaphor and we can apply this metaphor to our lives, right? And we can, we can look at that, that tablespoon of salt as being something that's going to emotionally trigger us. Now, now that's, that gets back to to the reason why we expanded the water as opposed to eliminating the salt, right? Because in our lives, we're never going to get rid of the emotional triggers that happen, right? We're never going to get rid of that stuff, right? It's always going to be there. So therefore, you can't get rid of the tablespoon of salt. So, so what can you do to make sure that, that that tablespoon of salt doesn't make your whole day undrinkable, right? You can do that by expanding the amount of water, and that is expanding your um, your awareness. Now, <clears throat> now, uh, when, you know, this is, and this is exactly, sorry, pardon me, I just got a little caught up in my thoughts. <laughs> this is precisely what we do. Expanding this awareness is precisely what we do in our mindfulness practices, okay? Um, when we practice the open awareness of our, of our mindfulness, we increase the range of our awareness and we change the ratio to that tablespoon of salt, i.e. that phone call, that email, that, that Facebook post, that, you know, that, that Instagram post, that, that, you know, that, that traffic jam, that, that, you know, nasty person at the grocery store who leaves their cart in the middle of the aisle, you know, like, like what we've done is we've changed the ratio so that that thing doesn't wind up, um, taking over our our day and putting us into a tailspin instead we we're able to absorb it you know into our life right like like that that you know nasty driver on the road we're able to absorb that into our life instead you know just the same way that that the tablespoon of salt is absorbed into 100 gallons of water it doesn't take it over Right. Um, so so it's it's hard for me to give you a concrete example of, of what applies to your life. But, uh, you know, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you my uh, contact information. And so so if you ever want to talk about this stuff and you want to find out more about how to apply this directly to your life, if something doesn't seem quite clear, I assure you that this can apply to every single person's life out there. OK, um, so. 
there's a part of your brain. Now, you know that I love my brain science. So, so there's a little bit of brain science involved with this. So there's a part of our brain that is responsible for sensing our bodily state. Okay. It's called the insula. And, and it's also responsible for a couple of really other cool things. Number one is that it's responsible for knowing when our attention has wandered from a given focus. Okay. So like, for instance, when you're sitting in meditation and you, your mind wanders, right? Like you, you, you're thinking about your breath, thinking about your breath, thinking about your breath. Huh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Hmm, I got to go to the store. Hmm, what time is it? I got to make sure I get time to do this. Huh, hmm. you're not thinking about your breath anymore, right? Your mind has wandered. So at that point, when you, as soon as you realize that your mind has wandered, that's your insula kicking in and saying, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Our mind wandered. Let's get it back. You know, and that's your insula doing its thing. So, so you can practice that, and and uh, and you can you can strengthen it. Okay, and I'm going to give you an ex- a great exercise at the end of this podcast on how to do that. So now, but amazingly, this insula is also the part of your brain that is responsible for feeling empathy. Okay, now the reason this works is because empathy is is rooted in the ability for us to feel inside our own bodies what someone else is feeling inside theirs okay and this you know and again there's lots of science behind how this works but it's it's true you know that that this is what empathy is all about and so um so therefore you know the the um the the ability for your insulin to become strengthened enough to be able to feel this empathy is also the foundation of the emotional intelligence that can bring us so many uh benefits to our interpersonal experiences okay and that's and and in life you know interpersonal experiences are so important people okay it's really what it's all about even though we don't think that way sometimes but but if you think about like like the quality of your relationship to to your friends, your family, your children, your you know just but but even like people at stores and like you know like being able to get what you need in your life right requires an interpersonal relationship between you and your landlord or the or the the maintenance guy who who's coming to fix something or or you know or or the uh, the cable TV people who say that they're going to be there between you know nine a.m. and five p.m. and they show up at six you know it's like it's like like you have the ability to, to create an interpersonal relationship with those people that maybe, you know, you, you can, you know, using emotional intelligence, you can get them to narrow that time down and make your life a little bit more enjoyable. Of course, now, again, this is a very silly example and there's, there's lots of really much more uh, important examples. And if you want to jump over to my other podcast about, about how I apply this stuff directly to business people, it's really, it's very prevalent in that too. Um, so that, that podcast is called The Mindful manager if you're interested. Um, but you know, but I pretty much do the same podcast every day between this group and that group. I just really apply it like where I just talked about you with your relationships to, to the people in your life. I would talk in that to, to like salespeople or, or, you know, or like really focused in on, on, um, on business. Okay. So, um, (laughs) so anyway, don't mean to get sidetracked. I apologize for that. Um, so, so let's talk about how the exercises we do are going to affect this whole process. Okay, so so first we're going to start with the focused attention exercises. Okay, so um, now uh, I'm going to do another uh, podcast tomorrow that's going to go deeply into a lot of the different practices we can do, uh, both formal and informal, because the informal ones are the ones that I love the most because they're they're just 
they're easy. You know, they're just things that you do every day anyway. And just by changing the way you do those things in a very minor uh, uh, capacity, you can change, you can really work out your brain in a beautiful way that will bring you this mindfulness without having to spend hours and hours and hours in meditation and, you know, getting sore knees and, and hips and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, <laughs> in, uh, in focus attention. So, so the ease, the first one that we do is we do the mindfulness of the breath, right? And that's, and that's literally just, you know, sitting there in a, you know, in whatever meditative pose we have, this is the formal, uh, meditation, right? So we get into a pose, um, but again, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It could be just literally like sitting on a chair in your dining room, you know, or, or sitting at your office or, or on a bus or whatever. Right. Um, and, but, but when we're, when we're focusing our attention on the feeling of our breath, okay. Now we're not thinking about breathing. We're not trying to control our breath. Those are different exercises entirely. This one is just literally feeling it. So you can feel it either coming with the air coming in and out of your nose, or you can feel it with your abdomen rising and falling with each breath. Okay. And as we do that, okay, again, we're going to be focusing our attention, but again, you're going to be, you know, in breath, out breath, in breath, out breath, in breath, out breath. What's for lunch today? Should I try that new pizza place? It's probably going to be crowded. I really very hungry. I should have eaten a bigger breakfast. My gosh, how do I treat my body? What's wrong with me? What am I ever going to learn? And all this stuff is just going through my head. And now all of a sudden I'm, I, I realize, wait a second, I'm not thinking about my breathing. I'm not focusing on my breathing. So, okay, now my insula just kicked in. Okay, again, I, I gave you that example before, but now if I can just gently, without judgment, bring my attention back and say, in breath, out breath, in breath, out breath, you know, then I have just strengthened my insula. Okay. And, and in doing that, the more often I do that, it's just like going to the gym. The more often you go to the gym, you do curls, your biceps get bigger. The more often you sit down and focus your attention on something. And when it wanders, you bring it back, your insula gets bigger. Okay. And then, and as you do that, and again, tomorrow I'm going to go through a lot of different in, informal exercises you can do to do the same exact thing. And, and it's going to do the same, have the same effect and it's beautiful. So tune in tomorrow to hear some of that stuff. But, but essentially what you doing there is as you're increasing that strength of your of your insula you're actually making yourself better able to be empathic and and when and so you're developing your own empathy and when you're doing that you're actually increasing your level of emotional intelligence boom bada bing bada boom that's it <laughs> you know you're, you're literally you're, you're doing it just by that exercise okay now the other uh form of the the second of the three pillars of mindfulness practices is open awareness right and uh and the way we do this is it's um now i do a personally i do i bring my clients through a sort of modified body scan uh, in which I focus on the what I call the six senses okay so so you have your first five senses and I'm not talking about like a, a, a weird movie or anything like that I'm talking about like literally this is what happens uh, so you have your 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 first five senses which is sight sound uh, taste smell and touch right and so those are your five senses those are the ways that you experience your world okay like everything that happens to you everything that you take in from your outside world world comes in through one of those five senses. Okay. Um, but then you also have the, the 
you know, the knowledge and the feeling of what's happening inside of your body, right? Like your muscle tension, your, you know, your, your, you know, feeling of hunger, feeling of, you know, sexual arousal, feeling of, um, you know, thirst or satiation or, or, uh, you know, you know, even in your emotions, right? Like your emotions become feelings like anger becomes a tightness in your chest, you know, anxiety becomes a tightness in your, your shoulders, uh, you know, uh, frustration could be a heat thing or, or what have you, right? So all these things are part of what I call the sixth sense, which is you're monitoring your, your body, right? And so, and so if you can go through these things, and what I do is, is I just ask people to just simply, I, I guide them through it in a guided meditation, but, but really all it is, is to sit close your eyes and go through your six senses. That's all you got to do. Okay. So, so literally you're going to start with the, I, I like to start with the sight. Okay. Cause even with your eyes closed now, now if you're, if you close your eyes and you're out on a bright sunny day, your eyelids are going to be like really bright red, right? It's going to be like almost still bright. Like you couldn't fall asleep cause it's so bright. Right. But then again, if you're sitting in a, uh, in a, in a room that doesn't have the lights on, but there's like a, a cloudy day outside coming through, uh, uh, through the blinds, then then the light through your eyelids is going to look more like blue. You know, it's not going to look red and hot. You know, so there's always going to be a little difference. And and so those are the two extremes. You know, so, and there's a, well, I guess the the extreme of dark would be a, a completely dark room, in which case your eyelids are going to look black, just like when you open your eyes. You know, um, so 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 feel that, sense that. Okay, spend like. 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Then you turn to your hearing, okay? And, uh, and now hearing, there's a wealth of, of information with your sense of sound, okay? Or your sense of hearing, I should say. So like, you know, for instance, if you're in an office, right? Or, or you know, or a public place of some sort, you know, you hear people's shoes on the floor. You hear the buzzing of computers and, and fans and air, air conditionings. And you, you, you know, you hear people talking. You hear, you know, different phones ringing and different beeps and monitors and stuff like that, right? Um, you know, or if you're sitting out in a park one day in, in uh, the springtime, you're going to hear maybe a hundred different birds, you know, and you're going to hear children screaming. You're going to hear, you know, cars in the distance. You're going to hear airplanes and helicopters overhead. You're going to hear all kinds of stuff. So, so just dwell in those things for, for a few moments, right? Again, you know, 30 seconds, right? Um, you know, maybe a minute, right? Just, just dwell on that. Just try to notice all the different things that you're doing. And when you're doing this, you're expanding your awareness, okay? You're taking that espresso cup and you're making it a huge tank, okay? Um, sorry, another sip of my now quite cold tea. <laughs> it's the one drawback of doing these, uh, <laughs> these podcasts that your tea gets cold while you're doing them. Um, so, so let's move on. And now we would go to our feeling of our sense of um, smell. Okay. And now, you know, like, so if you're doing this in a food court, you're, you're going to have amazing smells all around you. Right. Or, or if you're doing it, you know, in the springtime when lilacs are blooming and, you know, and you're out in a field, you're going to have enormous amounts of, of smells to, to, to monitor. Right. But then again, you might be in a library and you're not smelling much at all or in your office and you're not smelling much at all. Either one, it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't increase or decrease the value of the experience. It's just you being aware. So, so being aware that there's nothing there is just as important as being aware of, of all the different, you know, chicken and hamburger and, you know, potato chips that you can smell, right? So, um, so, so that is your, your sense of smell. Now, your sense of um, taste, right? Now, you, you might have 
have, you know, just finished a delicious cup of tea, you know, and, and like you have this wonderful taste in your mouth. Otherwise, maybe you had a cup of coffee an hour and a half ago and you have not such a wonderful taste in your mouth and you wish you had a piece of gum, you know, and uh, or maybe there's nothing really present in the taste of your mouth. Right. And so so you can, you know, just again, be present with that for a few moments. Right. Just just feel it. Just just sense it. Just be with it. Okay. And then finally, your sense of touch. Now, your sense of touch is is your biggest sensory, uh, or well, I, I can't really say that. I mean, sight accounts for a lot of stuff. But but anyway, as far as your your sensory organs, your your skin is the your outer skin is the biggest sensory organ you have, right? And so and so to be uh you know to sense your your touch, right? You're gonna sense like your you know the bottoms of your feet on the floor. You know you you can sense whether it feels hot or cool. You can sense where the clothes are touching all around your body. Right. You can sense, you know, an area like like if you're wearing a short sleeve shirt, for instance, like where the the cover, like where the 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 shirt touching your skin ends and your bare skin begins. You know, I mean, that's there's something there. Right. And so and so now that's a little maybe advanced, but but you want to like, you know, like as you work on it, that's the level that you're going to start feeling. And again, every time you do this, that espresso cup of water just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when somebody flips you off on the road because, you know, they thought you cut them off or something like that, even though you didn't, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, this like makes me so angry. It's like, you're going to be like, okay, that happened. It's all good. Right. Because again, it's just like that tablespoon of salt. It's going to fit into your life. It's not going to take your life over. Okay. Now, now getting to your sixth sense, it's a little more tricky, but but it's totally doable. Okay, now now we have a great meditation called a body scan to do this. Okay, and um, and so what you're doing in a body scan is you're literally just monitoring the internal feelings of your body. Okay, now um, now there are recorded body scans out there that go for an hour. Okay, to, that you go from the very tips of your toes to the very top of your head. Um, but um, but I do one that only takes about five or seven minutes or something like that. And basically what I do is I start in my abdomen, okay? And I just feel what I'm feeling in my abdomen. It's a, it's a really, you know, you actually have neurons that are very similar to the neurons that make up your brain that surround your stomach, okay? That's the gut feeling that you have, right? And also surrounds your heart for a heartfelt feeling, right? So so when you're feeling into your gut or your abdomen, there's actually a lot of sensory data there. Right. And so, again, being present with it, you know, do I feel, you know, pleasant there? Do I feel tightness? Do I feel hungry? Do I feel, um, you know, at ease? Do I feel some sort of dis-ease? Do I feel, you know, what do I feel in there? Right. And, and it doesn't, there's no right or wrong. You know, and, and feeling something pleasurable does not make it any more valuable than unpleasurable. And in fact, feeling nothing doesn't is no less valuable than feeling a very strong feeling. Okay, it's literally what we're doing is we're we're focusing our on our awareness of the feeling. Okay, so so even if it's an awareness of the absence of a feeling, that is equally as important as feeling the strongest sensation there. Okay, so so then you know from there we move up into our chest. Okay, and we notice any tightness, any any looseness, any expansiveness, any contraction. Um, you know, do we feel temperature? Do we feel you know? Do we feel shortness of breath? Do we feel like we're breathing from our chest? Uh, and is that making us feel anxious? You know, these kind of things, right? Um, then moving up onto your shoulders and your neck. Now, this is where almost the whole world 
you know, holds all their stress and anxiety, right? So frequently, especially if you're doing this in the middle of a work day or in the, you know, if you're, if you're home with your kids all day, you know, if you're doing it at that time, you're going to generally sense, you know, some tightness and some, you know, maybe there's like a pressure that feels like pain, uh, you know, and, and, but again, just being aware of this and just sort of examining it is again, increasing that, that espresso cup. It's, it's, growing and it's growing and it's growing and that insulin is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and your empathy is getting more and more powerful and your and your emotional intelligence is getting more and more dynamic okay and so so yeah so and then you just do that you know continue going on your face you know your face has a lot of uh you know sensory data coming in and um and yeah, I mean, these are just great little practices you can do. And you can do this right now. Like literally, you could take your earbuds out of your out of your ears or, or, you know, stop the playing of this podcast from your speakers and literally do this wherever you're sitting right now. It doesn't require any special uh, space. It doesn't require any kind of sacred space or it doesn't require any kind of, you know, chimes or gongs or bells or, or incense or music or, or any kind of special mats or, or cushions or anything like that. Literally, you can do it wherever you are right now. And I encourage you to do that, like literally, like right now, do it, you know, because because it all starts somewhere. Even the longest journey of your life, of anybody's life, a thousand mile journey begins with one step. Okay, so that one step is saying, I'm going to sit here for five minutes. I'm going to do this. Right. And, And if you can do this, you know on a regular basis and I'm hesitant to say do it every single day because when you you know that one day that you fail then you start judging yourself and then you you know then it kind of undoes some of the work that you're doing so so don't think of it something that you have to do every single day but try to do it with regularity so so if that means you know say you know, four times during a week, whether that's, you know, Monday through Thursday, or it's, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, like whatever it is, you know, just, just try to do it as often as you can, basically, you know, and, and if you do this with some level of frequency and some level of regularity, you know, within inside the next couple of weeks, you're going to feel an enormous difference in your ability to, to be, you know, aware of everything that's going on. And, and this is also a really, important part of, um, you know, body awareness becomes a really important indicator for when you're starting to feel triggered. And, and, you know, and that is, that becomes a really important part of, of, you know, of what, you know, your ability to monitor your own emotions, which is again, part of emotional intelligence. All right, folks. So uh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, really excited to be here with you. And, uh, and oh, and by the way, the other day when I was like, oh, this is the 50th episode. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was only 49. <laughs> I counted again. So so I think today might have been 51. Anyway, it's just a number. It doesn't matter. But I'm really excited to be doing these podcasts with you. And uh, I'm really excited that there's people out there listening. So uh, keep listening. I'll be back again tomorrow. And uh, until then, if you're looking to get in touch with me, uh, the email address, artburn smiles at gmail.com or art at artburnscoaching.com or just hit me on the web. My website is artburnscoaching.com uh, or you can find me on a couple different Facebook groups as well. So uh, so get in touch. I'd love to hear from people and I would love to hear from you. Uh, so uh, aside from that, I want to just say once again that I wish you well and I'll be back again tomorrow. I hope everybody has a great day. Take care, everybody.